Many hackers and hacktivists in recent years, including groups or collaboratives such as Anonymous and Lulzsec, have begun claiming credit for their hack attacks, often by posting messages to text-sharing websites such as Pastebin. These calling cards have, in some cases, alerted law enforcement agencies to the fact that an attack even took place. In the Sony Pictures Entertainment hack, the group Guardians of Peace, which claimed credit for hacking Sony and leaking its corporate data, have posted more than a dozen messages with demands for Sony. In what appears to be a hack attack analysis first, a linguistic analyst has reviewed the messages from the Guardians of Peace and found that they were most likely written by native Russian speakers. That's a notable finding, given that the FBI has attributed Sony Pictures hack to what it calls North Korea actors. Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Managing Editor for Europe for Information Security Media Group. Joining me is Shlomo Engelson Argaman. He is a linguistic expert and chief scientist with information security consulting firm Taya Global. Shlomo, what are the questions that you think can be answered by your linguistic analysis of the Guardians of Peace messages? The questions that we're seeking to answer are, what can we tell about the message writers in this whole incident based on the linguistics of the messages that were sent? So the main thing that we can look at is we can look at native language, what the native language was. And, you know, at this point, it looks like Russian, and we're going to be doing a more extensive analysis to firm up those results and compare against the larger sample of different possible national origins to get a better picture of the national origin. We're also going to be looking to see if there are other linguistic cues that might give us other indications as to the identity of the message writers by looking at characteristics of other messages from other similar kinds of incidents and so forth. And I can't really comment on how likely it is that we're going to be able to say anything at all in that regard. Now, it's important to keep in mind that that this kind of linguistic analysis of the messages doesn't say anything directly about who was behind the hack. You know, say you can prove that the message writers were of Russian origin. That doesn't prove anything about who was in charge of the operation, who the actual technical hackers were, because they may have been different people and so forth. But it does give some useful information about what may have been going on. And that's not something that really I can speak to directly in terms of what was likely or unlikely in terms of who was doing what but it does give some more information and help to narrow down the possibilities. More pieces of the puzzle, perhaps, right? Right. This is another piece of the puzzle. So there are a lot of people who are doing technical analysis of the malware. There's lots of discussion about that, and that's not something that is my area of expertise, so I can't really comment on that. But this is a different angle and gives a different piece of information. And hopefully at some point, you know, when enough information from enough different parts of the puzzle come together, you know, we as a community might be able to better figure out what's going on. I think this is fascinating stuff. Is this something that you you have done previously, at least that you can talk about publicly, looking at messages that are attributed to a certain hacking group and trying to basically just discover what you can discover about their origin? I've been doing research in the area of what's called authorship attribution and profiling for about the last 16, 17 years. Most of this work has been academic studies of various sorts looking at if we have an anonymous text and we have several candidate authors, which of them wrote it. If we have an anonymous text, what can we say about the author of the text? Can we say, for example, whether they're male or female, how old they are. As in this particular case, we're looking at issues of national origin, really native language, and so forth, different kinds of questions like that. And there often are a lot of things that one can say. So this kind of analysis is something that I've been doing for a while. To the best of my knowledge, 
this is really the first time, at least in public knowledge, that anybody's really done this kind of linguistic analysis to help to attribute the source of a hack. One of the other questions I had was, you talked about doing a deeper dive into this. What are some of the questions you're trying to answer, or problems you're trying to analyze still? The main thing that we're going to be seeking to do is to firm up the level of evidence that we have and possibly sharpen what we can say about the native language of the message writers. So what we're planning on doing, first of all, is broadening the sample of languages that we're looking at. In this first initial study, we looked at four languages, Korean, Mandarin, Chinese, Russian, and German, and we are going to be seeking to expand that to a number of other languages, some of which are you know, perhaps more typical of the kinds of people that do this kind of operation than others, but in any case, by having a much broader sample, then, you know, if we do get strong results for a particular language, then it will provide much stronger evidence. That's the main thing that we're looking to do. The other thing that we're going to be looking at is we're going to be looking at comparing the idiosyncrasies of these messages against those of other messages with known attributions, both from hacking groups as well as in different national organizations that might be relevant to see what other kinds of attributional information we might be able to extract. And at this point, I don't know if we'll be able to find anything, but we're going to do as comprehensive an analysis of these messages as possible. There's been a cultural shift in a sense with hack attacks in the last few years with Anonymous and then LulzSec, often communicating via Pastebin and other text sharing websites. And for the first time, I think on a regular basis, taking credit for attacks and using these messages and sometimes tweets to take credit for it. Are you able to look at the messages that these groups create? And could you envision in the future a tool that would help attribute these things somewhat automatically, or will there always be some human analysis required? The first thing to say is that even in analyses where automated tools can be very useful, human analysis and interpretation is always necessary to ensure that what you're seeing is actually what you're getting. Because the fact that some sort of statistical correlation is found, we need to know that it's actually linguistically relevant and that it's actually meaningful. And anybody who's been doing linguistic attribution work using automated tools for any length of time, you know, that if you get a very strong result, you always look very carefully at the data to make sure that there wasn't something that perhaps skewed the results of it somewhere or another, and that's very, very easy to do. In this particular case, my guess is that automated tools will, in fact, be useful, but a lot of manual analysis will be necessary. And one thing that's important is any kind of attributional methodology, if the white hats come up with a way of identifying the black hats, and the black hats are going to come up with a way of obscuring that, and it becomes an arms race. And that's kind of my prediction of what's going to happen, is that there's going to be a back and forth on developing better attributional methodology and then developing better ways to defend against these attributions. And you know, personally, I think that's going to be fascinating. It's a fascinating bunch of challenges to see what kinds of methods there are of obscuring the linguistic cues and what kinds of methods we can devise to get through those. Yeah, you have the possibility that British attackers could outsource their attack methods to Spanish comrades, for example, and vice versa, just to potentially foil people who are attempting to track them down. They might outsource the messaging. They might use different kinds of technologies to try to obscure the source of the messaging. Um, all kinds of different possibilities, which then, again, underscores the need for not relying on one particular avenue for attribution, but for finding as many different sources of information as possible based on linguistics of the messages, based on analysis of the malware, based on analysis of network 
information flow. All sources of information need to be integrated to hopefully be able to come up with a coherent picture of what happened. Yes, in the case that you just said, you know, British hackers that outsource the messaging to Spanish speakers, then can we find the Spanish speakers? Can we identify the network connections between them that would allow us to perhaps um, trace these things back? I mean, it becomes a very, very complicated process. The question is, well, what sources of information we can find and how we can properly integrate the information. Is this ability to attribute messages back a relatively recent phenomenon? Does it come out of these groups that we've seen actually posting messages, taking credit? Because that seems to me to be a relatively recent phenomenon that they do this, which would then give someone such as yourself, a linguistic analysis expert, something to work with. I can't really say anything to the history of messaging from these kinds of groups. I'm not coming to this as an expert in cybersecurity. I'm coming to this as an expert in authorship attribution. And I've started to do a little bit of work you know, in collaboration with the cybersecurity people with the firm that I'm working for right now, Tire Global. So I can't really comment on the history of messaging. As far as I know, though, nobody's done this kind of linguistic analysis before our report. To the extent that getting these kinds of messages from these kinds of groups is a new phenomenon, then yes, this kind of linguistic attribution would inherently be a new thing. But it certainly clearly is a useful resource of information here. I think this is a perfect area for additional study and could bring some really interesting insights into some of these attacks that we've been seeing. Well, absolutely. I mean, we're very excited about the application of these techniques in these areas. And again, we've just barely started to scratch the surface in this particular case. You know, I don't even know, you know what kinds of messages are available from other groups like, you know, Lull Second Anonymous and so forth to work with. Once we start looking at those, I would anticipate that some other interesting things are going to come to light. I think it's very exciting. Shlobo, thanks very much for your time and insights. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for joining us.